Hello, Sherman Burdett. Welcome to the Mommy Magic Podcast times three with you. I know, right? Times three. This has been a, a really cool series for those who are just joining us or whatever, but energy, energy, energy. It's all about that. It is all about energy. Summer series, Sherman Burdett and me, Mary Susan Buner. We are back at it. We've received so much amazing feedback. Thank you to everybody for reaching out. I think Everybody resonates with the topic of people's energy impact, your mood, and how you kind of function. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's all yeah. So we, you know, and the energy that we feel from others and how it can impact us as well. Negative versus positive, positive versus negative, and the idea that we've been talking about uh, throughout the series is really a following your gut, knowing that your gut will can really be your guide when it comes to uh, feeling the energy of a person, feeling the energy in a room, getting, doing away with the negative energy. You, know, you really have to kind of hone in on that. But, you know, what I, what I've found, you know, throughout this is we've talked a lot about the energy and how, you know, how we, how we read it and trust yourself and trust your instincts and trust your gut, trust your human GPS, if you will. But, you know, there's also, ways that I'd like to talk about for this part about, you know, ways to get rid of negative energy and really focus on the positive, some steps that we can do that we all can do to kind of lead us in that direction. Let's do it. Let's talk about how to get rid of negative energy. Cause the first thing that came to mind is I would have to like burn down like the house. Like there were some instances <laughs> I would just have to start from scratch and just burn it down and start over. And that was my first instinct. Okay, but you have helped me so tremendously. Um, kind of talking this through and listening and, and just talking all this through with you has given me such an empowerment and such an awareness. I have to share something that happened over the weekend with, with a particular person in my life that it, it goes back and forth between positive and negative energy. And it's super confusing, right? So mm-hmm. like sometimes you get positive and then all of a sudden you'll get like this jab and then it will be negative. And you're like, okay, whoa, I don't know what my gut's telling me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I actually, because of all of your wisdom and strength and guidance and, and us talking it out, which is really what we do typically over like well, I eat bread, you eat you eat spinach salad. What we would do over over a sandwich <laughs> and salad, right? Yeah. <laughs> over uh, over a meal, we would hash it out. Mm-hmm. But um, all that being said, I actually had the strength to go up to this person that had been positive energy from the get-go. From I'm seeing this person for hours. And then all of a sudden it turned negative, like after six hours and I got the jab, I got the hug punch, which I call bring in, give you a hug. And then they punch you in the gut at the same time. Right. Mm. And I actually got the nerve up from, from having these discussions with you to process it, get up off my chair, walk over and say, that is not accurate. You owe me an apology. And I have never done something like that before, unless it's with my own husband or, I mean, but this is like, you know, and this isn't that kind of an intimate relationship. And I have to say that person took, took this person a good mm, two minutes to process it and came up with an apology. Really? 
Yeah. So it's confusing when you start out positive and it turns negative, right? Well, yeah. And depending on the context, but I, I tell you, when people throw negative energy your way, um, it can be confusing because yes, they can do it in the way that you're speaking, you know, and kind of like a side punch, if you will. It's like, Oh, let me throw this in. And you, the tendency is to just kind of let it go. Oh, my, mo- so my and, tendency. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. And, and to move on, um, knowing at least for me, when I've been in that situation, knowing that I really shouldn't let this go because my gut is telling me, you know what, you need to clear this up right now, but you don't, you move on and go, Ugh. And then you wind up burning inside, basically, and, you know, you're kind of beating yourself up. So I try to not necessarily do exactly the way you did, but I, I have my ways of doing it. <laughs> you know, I have my ways of doing it as well. But, you know, we've been, we've been talking about this for the last, you know, couple series. And now here's the, you know, kind of wrapping this up for the summer. But, you know, I'm not a, you know, mental health expert or anything like that. This is. And you're not, but these are things that we're sharing with people from our life experiences. I'm sharing with mine and you are sharing as well to say, hey, look, we all go through this kind of stuff, right? And we need, and we need to talk about it. And if we don't talk about it, guess what? We don't learn. And it's all about, it's all about our emotional and mental health. That energy can eat that away. Negative energy can really eat at that. And it can be, you know, and it can turn out to be something that can be a devastating to you and to those around you if you really. So it's it's I think it's overall just as 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 we think of, um, you know, going to the doctor or going to the dentist or whatever, you know, to me, visiting the energy, the space we're in is really like checking in on that for our overall health. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but that's the way I look at it. I totally agree. And I think that the the conversation of mental health has never been um, as at the forefront. Maybe it has. I I, I don't know. But after COVID, you know, I I don't know if I ever went up to my kids and said, you know, how are you feeling like mentally health wise? I mean, that's just not, that's not how I was raised. It's not like a generational thing. But now after COVID, you know, um, and we've all processed that and lived through it, I think it's much more accepted. It should be. We talk about it all the time in my house. What gives you anxiety? What, what, what triggers thing? I use the word triggers. Okay. Is that, am I triggering some? Because, you know, everybody processed that, that devastation of COVID differently. And we started in our house, at least talking about how is your mental health? your mental wellness. And that is just as important as getting on a Stairmaster or a treadmill or going for a walk or whatever those physical things are to keep you physically well and strong. I mean, so are the conversations about staying mentally well and talking about it. So you're absolutely right. We're not experts, but we are experts on talking about a bunch of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know what? That's really that you say, you say, Hey, I don't talk to my kids this way. I don't, and, and now this whole, you know, spending more time in the same house with them being closer contact, you know, you find you find yourself doing things that you wouldn't normally do. And maybe some of them are really good. And maybe those things that I've heard a lot of people have implemented things that they did during that whole down period uh, that they've implemented have been positive. So there's always and you and I have talked about this even uh, we go back a year or so year plus when we were all experiencing what the heck's going on with this 
and really trying to turn that those moments into something positive. You take that negative energy or that ugh that's going on, that the unknown and that fear, and try to make it and spin it into something positive, even if either long term or just to get through it. And right. you know, a lot of that again goes back to just actually having a conversation with people, having a conversation within. I am a huge I am a huge supporter and believer in talking to yourself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily do it out loud. Sometimes I've been caught doing it out loud, but I mean, I really have these internal uh, conversations and it, 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 it really has, it really helps me. I find it, it's almost a, it's a habit for me. Okay, so like, give me, give me, give me for instance, because I don't do that. I agree with it. I, I tend to be a list maker and like, a, okay, what are my triggers? What sets me off? What mm -hmm. frustrates me? But like, what would that internal conversation be? Like if I weren't such a bullet point person, so mm -hmm. like, share with me what that, what that might look like. Okay. So I can give you a, a recent example uh, as relates to, to just going back to work from all this, uh, the, the, the internal struggle I've had with, okay, do I, just going back into the newsroom and being around the craziness and the loud and the this and the that, you know, after having the calm of being at home all the time and working from home and actually becoming more productive in that space. So my internal conversation has been, and it's actually caused some anxiety for me. It, it's been, okay, how do I, how am I going to handle going back in this space of chaos after having this space of calm and internally, I mean, not necessarily listening, as you said, but I kind of agree with the whole listening thing as well, but really talking myself internally through talking to myself about the pros and the cons, uh, why, why it's okay or why it's not okay. Why is it okay to say, Hey, I don't really, I'm not really comfortable with this, but I'm going to do it because it's probably expected of me or, you know, to be okay with, those things. So when I do walk in that space, you know, at least I've internally figured it out for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then I just take in the environment once I'm there. And, you know, I haven't got to that space yet. I'm getting there. But that's been my internal anxiety for the last few days is trying to get that. So I've not, I'm just saying it open, <laughs> openly right now with you and whoever's listening. But I really haven't, I have not spoken a word of this to anyone at home or, or any coworkers or anything with that. You know, that's been my way of having the conversation. And so I take it and I have it within myself. I pray over it. Sometimes I think of what, you know, what would my mom tell me? You know, what would she say? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah. So, what anyway. your mom, Cause your mom always gave you like straight up direct advice that was super applicable. I mean, the things that you've shared with me that she has said to you is, you know, pretty spot on. And, and I'm wondering, and, you know, for those of people who don't know, the, as you can probably imagine, the industry of, of what Sherman's talking about, um, the newsroom, you know, it, by the definition of news, it thrives off urgency, duh, right? So mm -hmm. breaking, breaking news, right? Yeah. So everything's of urgent. Everything when when you're talking about chaos, yeah. even energy. even when it even when it's not urgent, it's urgent. Even, right? Even if it's like sunny and beautiful out, uh, it's, it's urgent. 
there yeah. is bad yeah. things coming down the pipeline, right? right? So, um, you know, so what you're saying is you've had control over your energy, um, doing live TV, um, based on your, I mean, you're still on every morning, but you don't have to go into the newsroom. You do it with a cameraman on location, but mm-hmm. now you're heading back into that space that thrives off of. I mean, I'm just going to say it, it thrives off of negative energy and a lot of like you use the word chaos, um, you know, yeah, chaos, angst. I mean, right, right. So, you know, you stay anchored in, in that. What would your mom tell you? Well, first of all, I can hear her and I've had I've I've heard her say this the last few days is Sherman, you can handle whatever's thrown at you. Number one. Number two, don't let the situation control you you control it and oh by the way don't make it bigger than what it is oh yeah you know it's just it's you're you're still in your space you still it's all you're you still doing your you space. control your yeah. space you still do all what you need to do and guess what if you need to leave the space leave yeah you know i mean just so uh, but but you know the calm i i i am you know, some people thrive on chaos. Some people thrive on that uh, you drama, know, drama, right, drama. What, yeah, however you want to describe it. But you know, I, I, for as long as I can remember, you know, I really thrive on calm. I am a grazer in that. You know, if you believe in zodiac signs and so forth, which I don't really, but you know, Taurus is my zodiac sign. It's something, and some people who are under that sign are described as grazers, like. You know, the cow likes to graze in the grass and they like to kind of hang and they don't really want the they don't want a lot of stuff around them. And that's always been kind of a snapshot, really, of what what lies deep inside me. It was ironic that I you know, wound up in the news business, but um, you know, being in the news business actually wasn't my first choice. It was not my first career choice. So but it, it's I've been able to sustain it. But COVID, if we get back to the whole topic, COVID was really, you know, has has changed my perspective. And I think in a positive way. And that's, you know, negative energy and turning it into positive. And I really think that comes internally. I agree. And I think protecting it, figuring out what those triggers are. Um, yeah, I like the word triggers. That resonates with me. I am not a grazer. I am a reformed type a i'm a scorpio and anybody knows anything about scorpio like it is all like it is all or nothing that is how we are wired but i've had to rewire myself over the years for my own mental and physical health right Mm -hmm. so i mean my own blood pressure was in the stroke category as i aged because i just get juiced up pretty quickly as a type a and i don't want to be that as i age because I want to mellow and enjoy and find joy in the small moments. But that comes with, you know, letting go of control and and knowing yourself and being aware of yourself. So all those things, um, you know, one of the biggest things I know women out there that are listening can resonate with this. I don't know how you feel about this, Sherman, but one of the things that triggered me the most was getting caught up in other people's drama. And it's really hard as a woman to be compassionate and a good listener and kind and sometimes set those boundaries because a lot of women like drama. 
they like gossip and they like to, and it's just not who I am. I like to get stuff done and it drained my creative process, anything creatively that I wanted to, um, to accomplish, you want to get me to feel like a wet noodle, get me wrapped up in somebody's drama. And I, I become paralyzed. <laughs> I can't, I cannot find my way out of it. And it's like, why can't I get anything of uh, purpose done? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, news, <laughs> newsflash guys like drama too, but um, oh, they do. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it's in a different way. I think, um, you know, I think we've, I probably mentioned this throughout the series that most of my closest friends in my life have been female. Um, and I think, I think um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I can relate, but I'm still a little different in that I can relate to the drama because I know, yeah, I know how that goes, but I don't necessarily get involved in it. And that's a little different right, story, right. but, but I'll listen to it. I'll, you know, as far as helping someone through, but I don't take it on. And I think um, the difference between a lot of men and women is that a lot of guys don't even entertain it for the person who they're, who they're with in their life that they won't even, they won't even, you know, talk to you about it or let you talk about it. They kind of shut you down. So, you know, the I think women wind up finding each other to talk and do all this stuff, which can turn into high drama. And some people feed off of that, but you know, guys have theirs too. It's just in a different, differently, I believe. But, you know, so here's here's the thing. I think there are some ways and some steps to go to get to to kind of think about. You mentioned listing. Right. And um, you're a list person. And I think you, you can be a list person and you can be a person who internalizes things and still make these bullet points in your head, if you will, or if you need to write them down to kind of think about when you're, when negative in- energies um, kind of thrown your way, you know? And I think one of the first things is just to try to try to be grateful for everything yes. around you. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, start with gratitude. It actually, I believe, if you, I firmly believe besides my faith and deeply rooted in my faith that the only other, well, that's not true. Not the only, one of the biggest components to f- having happiness, like deeply, you know, joy and happiness different, right? So, mm-hmm. but um, happiness and joy, both, right? Like the deep and the short-term and the long-term. Happiness, short-term, joy, long-term, you know? Um is gratitude. I mean, and it has to start with, with that, um, kind of getting out of your own obsession and, and focusing on, on others and the, and the gratitude that you have that they bring you. Well, yes. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to, to be entitled. And I think the entitlement sort of gets in the way of being grateful. Um, you know, that we deserve a certain thing or we deserve a certain this without stopping and thinking about what we have and those we have around us. And, and, you know, just to try to ground yourself in gratitude, I think is, is important in trying to diffuse negative energy and turning it into positive energy. And I also, I think it's also important to laugh. Yeah. At yourself. Oh yeah. Not only just laugh yourself i mean it really is you know you and i've had so many you know dates (laughs) lunch dates coffee dates you name it dinner dates and you know we always wind up laughing 
And we all often laugh at ourselves, which I love, you know, yes. I, you know what I mean? I think we, you know, we have conversations about things like you'll have conversation and it'll be a serious conversation or there's really a, an issue that you're talking, you're that you're talking, what, but, yes. then, but, but we, but we end up laughing and we end up kind of going, Oh, great. We kind of, every time we're in each other's space, we always feel better once we leave. Right. Oh Which is, my gosh. Yes. Filled up. That, filled that's just, up. that's just how we roll. Yeah. And I tell you, but but guess what? The reason, first of all, we love each other to death. There's that. But I think it really is the fact that we both are able to laugh at ourselves. Oh, totally. And, and we laugh at the people in, in our lives, too. But we really, at the core of it, we're laughing with them and not at them per oh. se. Oh, because yeah. we're because we're laughing at ourselves, too. Because here we are right up in it. Oh. So, you know... I mean, I... Uh, Disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer for this podcast. I am fully aware that I am ridiculous. To anybody right? who's, who's listening, I am fully aware of it. Now, listen, I'm like anybody else. I can take teasing. I don't like like mean stuff. I don't do mean. Don't go mean on me, okay? But I love a good like tease. And I, I know that that is um, out of out of, you know, fun and all oh, of that. Absolutely. And you, yeah. And you and I really, so I agree with you, you know, so we, right now we have gratitude, we have laughter, we mm-hmm. have being able to laugh at yourself. Cause if you take yourself too seriously, you're going to go around marching around expecting, um, people to approach you a certain way. All the, it's exhausting. It must be exhausting. Um, not being able to, to have a sense of humor about yourself. I, I think that that right. is imperative, you know, yeah. some, Something, mm-hmm. a third thing I would add on that list is um, being very selective with the content that you consume, critically thinking through what you're consuming and listening to and looking at. I am somebody who gets super drained. And I know this is funny because you're in the news business and I've been on local news with the segment for 14 years. I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> I get the headlines and the bullet points that I need to to be a, an informed citizen. But do you know those people who have the TV on all day who watch the news? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I cannot consume that level of negativity every day. I just can't well, do it. I guess two things to that. You're right. I think direct your thinking away from all the negative. And that's really important to this whole, you know, trying to be more positive and, and, and take in all the positive energy. But, you know, I'll just give one news note, uh, one industry news note. If someone is, and I know there's people in my world who do this, if someone is watching news 24-7, then it's really not news. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's confusing. It's really more, it's really more opinion TV, you know, becomes this side, that side, and this person, this place has that slant, this place has that slant. To me, that's, it's not news i mean it really isn't it's such a confusion these days of where what really is news and what isn't it's all so muddled together but yeah the negative of it but the flip side of that is you know as far as being informed versus watching an opinion uh news channel uh, be yeah. critically think through what you're consuming and yeah, and, is, and, and, yeah. And, and, and 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 so when some people will say to me Hey, Sherman, I love it that, you know, because you're always doing the positive and everything's negative. And I just, I kind of smile and go, okay, I get what you're saying. But there's a difference between someone, you know, spewing off their beliefs on one side of the political arena versus, hey, we're covering a shooting that happened today or a, a fire. That's 
people will often translate that and say, okay, that's negative, but it's not negative. It's what's happened. Yes. So it's, so it's a really, it's up to you. And I'm tying this into this whole, you know, positive way of thinking. It's, it's, it's up to you to, to place that where it needs to be placed. Agreed. And not to say, oh my gosh, you guys are negative because you mentioned it. No, we're telling you what's happening, but it's your, it's your responsibility to kind of place that where you need to. Yes. And how long you consume the same information coming at you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. not only that, it happens in social media. I mean, I was just Oh yeah. And social somebody... media is the worst. I yeah. mean, it's, it's I mean, crazy. I am the worst at social media. I mean, I miss everybody's everything. So if you're listening and you've had a birthday anniversary, if you're a kid, like I am sorry. Um, but I just, for my own mental health, I take huge breaks from social media and, um, you know, I might post something relevant or that, that is meaningful to me, but I will not spend time scrolling just because on that particular day, it's not good for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But knowing what the thresholds are so that, you know, if you can't, if you're having a day, if you're having a day, you know, kind of like a bad hair day, like it doesn't matter what you do. It's just, it ain't happening. Like, it's just not <laughs> you, happening. You said right? that to the bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that to the bald guy. Yeah. Okay. For, the, for the rest of us, where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm yeah. pulling my hair back in a ponytail or putting a hat on today. I'm not messed around any longer it's a bad hair day okay if it's a bad mental health or wellness day mm -hmm. do yourself a favor and don't consume content that is bad for you well it's all about taking you know full responsibility i think which kind of falls under everything that we're talking about uh you know when you, you go be grateful you laugh more you uh diffuse uh, dis or deflect the negative and then you take positive energy or uh, take full responsibility because ultimately you are responsible for your thoughts. That's the bottom line. I mean, no one can tell you what to think or feel or this. You're the one who's responsible. So think, you know, think on that. Think on I do. Your I, I totally agree. And you and I received such a positive feedback uh, from our last. And that's not like I'm not trying to be like braggy, but I was just so humbled and I shared it with you because it came through and I, I copied it and sent it on to you. We had a listener who is just um, so, so profoundly amazing. She had cared for her husband, who is a ALS uh, patient. Um, I'm not six, seven years. And she was his primary caregiver up until he passed in March. And she had reached out to us to thank us for our podcast because in her dealing with her grief upon losing her husband a couple months ago, she had said that it had become difficult to be around people that she had been around for years and she no longer had the capacity to deal with their energy because she didn't, she was in a different headspace. She was different. She was different being on this side of caretaking and the devotion and the commitment and the love she had for her husband and now grieving that unbelievable loss. And she realized that people's energy was impacting how she was healing, mm. how she was healing. Right. Right. So if you're somebody who has grieved, you are grieving, um, you know, it is imperative and important to assess who fills your cup up 
while you're healing. And that comes from people's energy. Mm-hmm. And that, that really sets the, the stage, I think, for um, getting rid of the negative. I mean, there's, there's no better foundation than having something like that happen in your life to rid yourself of negative. I mean, it's just, we, we, it sounds so cliche, but you really do think about the, think about the, the people who kind of fill you up, if you will, or you're always feeding, you know, good vibes from, and those are the people that you have to surround yourself with. I mean, negative, negative energy can be so difficult, I think, to let go of. And you can get so caught up in it, it becomes like a little tornado and it, you know, just sort of like sweeps you up. And before you know it, you're off the ground and you're caught in this little, you know, whirlwind when you, you're not, you know, you wind up looking down, wait, wait, the ground's down there. Right. I'm, a, I'm up here. I'm not grounded with my thoughts and with my, my positivity. So it happens to all of us. And I think, again, it goes back to having these kinds of conversations, you know, life, I I think we, you know, it's like having kids or whatever life, you don't, there's no book of life, right? I mean, there's no book to guide you to tell you things. Of course, we have biblical guides, but we don't have a thing that says, here's, you know, here's how you handle this one, two, three. And, and, and so I think we are, um, um, we get in our on our on our own way, if you will, of trying to navigate through negative things, because in our thoughts we shouldn't have them. Like we should we should be able to navigate them, but we can't always. And so we have yeah. to we have to learn to navigate our way through negative things, energy, make them positive, so they don't impact us. And the next thing you know you're so caught up in that tornado that you don't know where the ground is anymore because <laughs> you're right. so caught up, right? It's so true. And, and you know, it's yeah. inevitable that all of us are going to suffer. It is a part of life. And, you know, and however you define that, losing a job, um, being having dealt with an illness, having a difficult child, divorce. I mean, it's inevitable. It's life. It's difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, you know, it sounds... Some people think it sounds strange, but I always will say to my kids, how well can you suffer? Because the truth is, it can't be awesome all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And it's as, not. Yeah, no. And as you learn how to suffer well um, through all those things, knowing knowing your triggers, knowing that you need to pray or meditate, whatever that thing is to, to feel centered, find gratitude, surround yourself with positive people. All those things help build you back up to get on the other side of suffering. Um, and a big part of that is letting go of the negative and those negative people and moving toward the light of those who really try hard, not perfect, but try hard to be positive. And I think that's what this summer series was about. Nothing about perfection Mm-mm. and really more tools and awareness from two people who have lived through it. You combine our ages and what are we like 184? I don't know. 
<laughs> well, you're not even to that that halfway mark just yet, but uh, I'm being halfway. facetious. We're not that yeah. old, but, <laughs> but anyway. I, well, definitely about 110, though. There we go. All that being said, <laughs> we want to share our life experiences with those listening, especially yeah. this summer. Um, yeah, do you and it, wrap wrap up with any particular thought, and then I I have. I have a proposal for you and it's not a mere, I've already proposed marriage to you and you've turned me down a million times. So it's not, <laughs> it's not a marriage proposal. But. You're silly. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. I think the leave it the way I would leave all this and it's a constant. So, but as far as leaving this discussion is to just work to make positive choices for yourself and for those around you, whatever that means, whatever that, however that translates work to make positive choices trust your vibes know that god has given us a little gps that helps us guide helps to guide us through energy and and things around us if we just listen to it oh amen sherman so grateful for you so grateful for all those who tune in and listen and share um all of this with people you care about and love um i would love to ask sherman and i just just so you know i just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary mm-hmm. um last week and one of the things um we actually renewed our vows our our, our oh you did vows. yeah with with just our minister i mean it was just us and and our girls and it was very intimate no phones it was very simple the opposite of what any wedding is it was almost like I mean, it was beautiful. It was intimate and quiet, and it's something we decided to do last minute. But the minister, our minister used the word several times, um, being intentional. And I've been thinking on that, and re- that really resonated with me. And I was wondering if you would continue this summer series, and we can talk about intentionality and how that shows up in our life, because you are literally one of the most intentional people I know. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Summer series next up intentionality and how it shows up in your life. Sherman, I love Mm, you. Love you too, babe. All right. Have a great day, everyone.